Good morning, and welcome to Simply Politics. It's Friday, March 1st. On today's show, a UK politician wins a by-election in a blow to the Labour Party, and Labour suffers a huge loss as Galloway takes Rochdale. Plus, Bernie Sanders says there is a lot Biden should be proud of. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Politics. We start off with a significant political development in the UK. In a recent parliamentary by-election, left-wing politician George Galloway registered a landslide win on a platform promising to advocate for Gaza. Galloway won the seat in the northern English town of Rochdale, a victory that has highlighted the divisions in Britain over Israel's war on Gaza. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Politics. Can you tell us more about this election and its implications? Certainly, David. Galloway, who represents the Workers' Party of Britain, won the Rochdale seat with 12,335 votes, a significant lead over the second-placed independent candidate, David Tully, who secured 6,638 votes. The Labour Party's candidate, Azhar Ali, came in fourth after the party withdrew its support following his anti-Israel comments. What was the key issue that dominated this election? Israel's war on Gaza was a central issue in this election, which is unusual as local concerns typically dominate. Galloway ran a pro-Palestinian campaign in the constituency which has a substantial Muslim population. He accused both Labour and the Conservatives of backing Israel. How has Galloway's victory been received, and what does it signify? Galloway's victory underlines the divisions in Britain over Israel's war on Gaza, which has brought protesters onto British streets in support of both sides. It also marks the first time Galloway's left-wing Workers' Party of Britain will be represented in Parliament. Galloway has been critical of Labour, a party he once belonged to before being ejected for criticizing then-Prime Minister Tony Blair over the Iraq War. What does this mean for the Labour Party and its leader, Keir Starmer? Galloway's victory could potentially exploit Labour's divisions. He has been critical of Starmer, who initially refused to call for a ceasefire in Gaza, where more than 30,000 people have been killed in the past five months of Israeli bombardment. Galloway has promised to speak out on Gaza in Parliament, challenging Labour, which initially gave full backing to Israel following the October 7th attack led by the Palestinian group Hamas. The Labour Party has since shifted its position to call for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire. Thanks for those insights, Celeste. Now let's turn our attention to a dramatic night in British politics. George Galloway, the leader of the Workers' Party of Britain, has made a triumphant return to Westminster after a landslide victory in the Rochdale by-election. Galloway secured a historic 41% swing against the Labour Party, which had abandoned its candidate Azhar Ali amidst an anti-Semitism scandal. Here to delve into the details is our correspondent, Michael. Can you tell us more about this unexpected turn of events? Indeed, David. This by-election was expected to be relatively straightforward. The late Labour MP Sir Tony Lloyd was highly respected, and the Labour Party was riding high from recent by-election victories in Wellingborough and Kingswood. However, things took a chaotic turn when a leaked audio of Ali emerged, accusing Israel of complicity in Hamas's 7th of October attacks. This controversy, coupled with Galloway's vow to focus on the war in Gaza, 
significantly influenced the outcome of the by-election. What does this mean for the Labour Party moving forward? This result is likely to be a wake-up call for Labour, particularly for Keir Starmer and his team. They will need to work hard to regain the trust of Muslim voters and others who have shifted their support to Galloway. It's clear that the party's stance on the war in Gaza has caused significant discontent among a section of the constituency. And what about the other candidates? How did they fare in this by-election? Labor finished fourth with 2,402 votes, even trailing behind the conservative candidate Paul Ellison, who opted out of campaigning to enjoy a holiday. The surprise runner-up was independent candidate David Tully, a respected local businessman who secured 6,638 votes. His word-of-mouth campaign resonated with many in Rochdale, who felt the town had been overlooked. What does this result mean for the people of Rochdale? Rochdale, which has one of the highest child poverty rates in the country, desperately needs a representative who will work to improve conditions for its residents. This by-election has not given them much reason for optimism. While Galloway has spoken of creating a grand alliance with future councillors, his reputation as a divisive politician makes his promises of unity seem somewhat hollow. While we've just heard from our Simply Politics reporter Michael about the complexities of the Rochdale by-election, let's now shift our focus to American politics. In a recent sit-down with CNN's Caitlin Collins, Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont shared his thoughts on President Biden's chances at a second presidency. Here to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Politics. Abby, can you tell us more about Sanders' perspective on Biden's potential second term? Unfortunately, the details of Senator Sanders' discussion with Caitlin Collins aren't provided in the article. However, Sanders has been a vocal supporter of President Biden in the past, often emphasizing their shared commitment to issues like healthcare reform, climate change, and workers' rights. It's likely that Sanders sees these policy priorities as key to winning over Democratic voters for a potential second term for Biden. And how do these views align with the broader Democratic Party's perspective on Biden's presidency? While there's a range of views within the Democratic Party, many share Sanders' belief in the importance of these policy areas. However, there are also concerns about the challenges facing the Biden administration, including the ongoing pandemic, economic recovery, and international issues. How the administration handles these challenges will likely play a significant role in shaping Democratic voters' views on a potential second term. What about the Republican perspective? How are they responding to the idea of a second term for Biden? Again, without specific details from the article, it's hard to say definitively. However, it's safe to assume that Republicans are likely to oppose a second term for Biden as they typically would for any Democratic president. They may focus on criticisms of Biden's handling of the economy, the pandemic, and foreign policy in their opposition. Thanks for your insights, Abby. Now, shifting our focus to Florida, former President Donald Trump is once again at the center of a legal storm. This time, it's over the alleged mishandling of classified documents. The outcome could have significant implications for other criminal proceedings on Trump's docket and potentially for the upcoming general election. Here to discuss this further is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Politics. Can you tell us more about this case and its potential implications? Yes, David. The case in question is being heard by Judge Aileen Cannon, a Trump appointee, 
who could set a new date for the trial. Special Counsel Jack Smith is pushing for a July 8 trial date, which would coincide with the Republican National Convention, where Trump is expected to claim his third straight GOP nomination. This timing could heighten the political stakes. And this isn't the only legal action involving Trump today, is it? That's correct. More than 550 miles northwest in Atlanta, another judge is hearing closing arguments in a bid to disqualify Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis from Trump's Georgia election interference case. The outcome of this could significantly impact the timing and shape of that trial. So it seems Trump's legal and political fates are deeply intertwined. How could the timing of these trials impact the upcoming election? The timing is indeed crucial. If Trump, who is expected to win the GOP nomination, is convicted before the election, it could be disastrous for him in a close contest with President Joe Biden. Some polls suggest that voters' choices could be swayed by whether Trump is a convicted felon by election day. Conversely, an acquittal could give him a late campaign boost. If several of his trials are postponed until after the election, his narrative of being a victim of political persecution could prove less salient. What about the Supreme Court's recent decision to hear Trump's claim to sweeping presidential immunity? How does that factor into all of this? The Supreme Court's decision is likely to push the start of Trump's federal election subversion trial closer to or even past the 2024 election. This could spare Trump the possibility of being convicted before he faces the voters. However, if the trial proceeds in the fall, voters would be reminded of Trump's attempts to undermine democracy after the 2020 election and his actions leading up to the mob assault on the U.S. Capitol. And what about the other legal challenges Trump is facing? Trump is also awaiting a decision from the nation's top bench on a bid by Colorado's Supreme Court to bar him from its 2024 ballot under the Constitution's insurrectionist ban. In New York, he's preparing for a trial related to a hush money payment to an adult film star. He's also trying to come up with the $454 million he must post in bond prior to an appeal against the verdict in his New York civil fraud trial. It's certainly a complex situation, and we appreciate Bella's insights from Simply Politics. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Politics. We'll see you back here tomorrow.